Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. You're annoying and so am I. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I successfully made a chia pet grow. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. Looking around, I'm on looking around clothes. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Everything's trying to take care of me and it's just moving my life in the wrong direction. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today, okay, we annoy ourselves also. We're looking at the man in the mirror, Amy. (laughs) We're asking her to stop leaving the cabinet doors open. Yeah, I mean, we are always here to tell you that you have the right to be mad at other people for truly, completely trivial and irritating things that they do. But I mean, sometimes we're also annoying. And we are often here to tell our spouses that they're terrible people (laughs) who leave omelet pans around and also forget to do the things we need them to do. Yep. Yep. But today's the day where we're turning it around and examining the annoying things that we do. Yes. On our very own sums. Yes. I'll tell you what I do that I think is totally annoying and I can't stop doing it. I like when I'm running the water to fill up, I totally do it to fill up the coffee pot. I run the water, I fill it and then I look at it and then I go like and I put in like 10 more milliliters. Like I have to run it again just a little bit just to top it off. I can't explain why. Before we get to that, we have a new segment. Oh, right. (laughs) Sometimes I annoy myself when I forget the new segment. Guys, we're not great at remembering our new (laughs) segments. I'm sorry. We're always like, let's start with this. And then five (laughs) minutes in, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. It's literally we we work off of notes and in (laughs) giant letters, it says do mailbag and we forgot. So anyway, let's do our mailbag. Okay. All right. Amy, you take us into the mailbag. We need a sound. We need like a, we're opening the mailbag. We need a theme song. That's not it. Okay. All right. Hopefully that. TBD. We have two entries in the mailbag because these were both so good. I wanted to honor them both. Madigan wrote to us and said, thank you for telling me this is as hard as I think it is. Thank you for making me laugh when I didn't think that was possible. Madigan had a really rough 2020. So let's hope that Madigan's year improves in 2021 with everybody else's. Yes. For you and for us all, please. Yeah. And the other mailbag entry is from Hannah. This is so good. I wanted to make sure everybody said this. Just listening to the Your Life Begins Again episode, she wrote, and I just wanted to share a tip for vomiting in the car. It is a tip from ER nurses, but I've tried it myself while pregnant and with my kids and it works. Smelling isopropyl alcohol interrupt something and helps with nausea so I keep a small essential oil sized bottle of isopropyl alcohol in the car and if anyone is feeling bad they sniff it. I looked this up guys it's a thing I'll put the link in the show notes to a New York Times article about it it somehow interrupts what's happening in your brain and the nausea goes away that is shocking like I can't imagine anything I would want to do less when I was feeling nauseous than smell isopropyl alcohol but I love it yeah All right. Don't say we didn't tell you anything today, guys. If you would like to be featured on our segment that we often forget called Mailbag, (laughs) you can write to us at info at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. And we love hearing from you. Okay, so we went to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast. And we asked you guys, what is the thing you do that most annoys yourself? Lead us off, Margaret. 
some of these were super random. Some of them were not that random. But we're going to start at the random end of the pool, Amy, with Chelsea, who says, I am the loudest puker. Okay. I do not know why, but I can't throw up all cute and quiet like everyone else. (laughs) So I take, there's a lot to unpack here, as they say, Amy. I don't think a lot of people are cute, quiet pukers, but go ahead. It's got to come from deep in my soul. My dad used to yell at me as a kid for it. Chelsea, I also do this. I can't explain it. Like there's some switch that's supposed to throw that you don't are that you don't like yell while you puke. And I have the same problem. I'm so loud and I can't stop it. I think I'm just a medium puker. <laughs> I was once on the New York City subway with a woman who was almost certainly pregnant. She was with her, I assume, spouse, a dude. And she had a little bag with her and she was just like she was barfing. Like I think she had morning sickness, but she was still going to work. And She was throwing up in a way that I think I was the only person on the car who realized she was throwing up. She had some sort of receptacle and she was just like, blip. And like, it was all cute and quiet. It was cute and quiet. (laughs) But I will say that to me, that was a remarkable feat. I was like, that person is a silent puker. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And probably she had bad morning sickness and was used to it. And her husband was kind of like gently patting her on the back but otherwise they were like this is just another day at the office that this lady pukes on the subway on the way to work but I will say that there is a member of my family who I will not identify with any identifying information who is a loud sneezer I mean when I say a loud sneezer yeah 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 it is like a barking seal combined with a person who has had a piano dropped on their foot before the (laughs) sneeze comes out And it is the most shocking noise. Like members of my family have dropped glassware when this person sneezes. It is, it comes out of nowhere. And it's suddenly like, has someone been run over by a car? Oh no, that person is just sneezing. And I, for many years, was like, this must be a bit. Like nobody sneezes like this. I don't understand what this is. Nah, I feel their pain. It's totally annoying and I do it. You're a loud puker or a loud sneezer or both? I'm a pretty loud sneezer, but it's really my puking that will wake the neighbors. Okay, I know we're not supposed to throw our spouses under the bus in this, but I have to do it, (laughs) Amy. I'm sorry. My husband believes that he (laughs) can sneeze without covering his nose because he controls his sneezing. So nothing comes out when he sneezes, he believes? That's what he believes, yes. Mm, Okay. He believes that he has dominion over his sneezes. (laughs) And it has been an ongoing fight in our marriage. And I have finally just reached a point where I'm like, it is not acceptable for you to not cover your nose when you sneeze. And he often will just go back to this defense of like, I control my own sneezes. And I'm like, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. And you're gross. And also, please, it's a pandemic. Cover your nose when you sneeze. My kids are fierce elbow shamers. Like, you know, I grew up learning that your nose and mouth when you sneezed with your hand, with your open palm. I mean, terrible idea, but that's what the nuns taught us. So (laughs) now these days it's you sneeze into your elbow. Chicken wing. But my husband's sneezes are like he gets up into like boy soprano range, but only when he sneezes. (laughs) Really, really high. He's like, like that. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Like he's jumping off a building. And really weird. Now I'm going to picture that every time I see your husband. (laughs) And but he doesn't sneeze into his elbow. He sneezes into his hand. And my kids like, oh, they're just ready to make a citizen's arrest every time. They're so mad. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you got to drill. You know what we always say on the podcast, guys, they're not going to do what you say. They're going to do what you do. Right. So I've become a chicken winger. It's not my favorite, but I get (laughs) the idea that like sneezing at your hand and then shaking someone's hand. It's disgusting. Let's not go back to that ever. Uh, yeah, let's just maybe not go back to shaking hands. It's such a weird. But we, I just was having a debate with friends of like what could replace it. And I said just like hands in front of your heart. Like, hello. Like you don't have to bow. It's like kind of the bow posture, but you don't bow. You don't have to show the back of your neck to your enemy in case he'd like to decapitate you. Exactly. You just put your hands in front of your heart. But then they were like, no, that's horrible. It's cheesy and new agey. I'm like, I just want something. I don't want to bump elbows. That's it's like, what is that? That's not cheesy, but it's, is it cheesy? It's just way, it's weirdly intimate. Like you have to raise your armpit to the person. <laughs> I don't want that. I want something new. So guys, 
Let's start a Facebook thread. Can you think of a new way of greeting each other? I just feel like simply if you, when you saw people, you just put your two hands together like you were praying and said hi, that would be fine. What if you like wink and give them like the little finger gun like you're in the Rat Pack with them? No, <laughs> no, unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable and too many layers to even go into, Amy. No, that didn't go great. All right, I'll keep, I was just brainstorming. I'll keep at it. This is a funny one that many people have responding to text messages only in my head. Guilty as charged. You know what I do all the time, and Amy can attest to this because I've had this problem. I'll say to her, well, you know, did you get my email? We need to do this. And then she's like, what email? I didn't get an email from you. I have the problem where I write the whole email and then I don't hit send. You like minimize the window or like it just stays open? I don't know. I must like have a minute where I'm like, let me think of the proper way to send off. Like, do I want to go with sincerely or warm regard? Whatever happens. Mm hmm. And then, you know, I'm sure one of my kids is like, I need help with my social studies. And then I get up and I'm like, oh, I wrote that email already, but I just found it this morning. And I was like, what is in my drafts folder? And it was an email that was supposed to go out yesterday. It's terrible. Aye. Tina says that she'll have a whole conversation in her head as she's doing other things and not realize until later she didn't actually respond. I totally do this. Many agreeers on this. Oh, I was thinking I went out to take my daughter to school and the whole car was iced in with these really annoying like crystal like it looked like snowflakes stuck to the window it looked like a design like a winter wonderland design but I'm in my bathrobe because I didn't get dressed I'm like I just have to drop her at the curb it's fine and then I'm out in my bedroom slippers trying to scrape them off with the ice scraper you know and I was like it's 2020. Why haven't we invented a car that can do this? And I was like, oh, I'm sure there is a car that can do this. We just don't own that car because this car is, you know, 15 years old. But and then I was going down this whole rabbit hole of like, yeah, the more we improve our lives, it, we never get there, do we? Like, it's like we keep inventing things to make life easier and easier and easier because I was thinking we should invent something that like alerts you if you didn't respond to the text. But it's like I can't have any more alerts. Everything's trying to take care of me and it's just moving my life in the wrong direction. You know what I do that's totally annoying? I don't acknowledge or answer voicemails. I forget they're there for six weeks. I mean, like a doctor's office will be like, we have called you four times. I'm like, well, what'd you do that for? What'd you leave me a message for? I forget it's there. And I tell myself I won't do it. And then I do it again. I am trying to move all the people in my life into a post phone world. Yes. I don't want the phone. Every once in a while, the pe now when my phone rings, it is one of my sister's. Or possibly it is you, but we don't even really talk by phone. It has to be an emergency. Well, every once in a while, what happens is I'll send like six texts and I'm like, I'm just going to call because by the time I explain this by text, it's too complicated. Like, but who's calling each other anymore? I like to talk on the phones with my sister, but I keep telling them, just hang up. You don't have to leave the message mm -hmm. that's like, hey, it's me. Call me back. Mm -hmm. like, I get it. I'll see. My phone tells me that you called and I will call you back. Yeah. Don't leave me a message. And then people are always like, did you hear my voicemail? Because if you do leave, I never listen to voicemails. Never. Never. <laughs> voicemails are outmoded. We have to stop them. In other news, Meg says she's afraid of her toaster, so she unplugs the toaster oven at night because she worries it'll explode while she sleeps. <laughs> I mean, hilarious. Are you annoyed by that, Meg? <laughs> hilarious? This is not me. This is a different Meg because I'm not afraid. I have many fears, but my toaster is not one of them. This is the kind of thing that I feel like I hear people say sometimes like, we never use the dryer when we're out of the house or like we blah, 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 blah. In fact, I just had this debate. My brother-in-law is convinced that there's no danger in having a Christmas tree in your house. Now, we were raised that like if you left a real Christmas tree in your house overnight, you would come back to your house like charted in ruins. Like we were raised to fear that the Christmas tree was just a giant fire hazard. And at any second, it was going to light on fire. And so we usually have a fake tree now because we travel usually at the holidays. And so I don't want to take the tree down Christmas night and then go away the next day. And my brother-in-law was like, that's insane. The tree is not going to light on fire in the four or five days you're away. I would never do it, though. I mean, he didn't convince me. I think that's mania. I mean, it's not the 1870s and you're putting actual little lit candles on the branches. Yeah, I guess that's his point was like, this is not a thing. And my mind was blown. But then other people are like, I would never use my dryer when I leave the house. And I'm like, what is that? That seems nuts to me. <laughs> but we all have our phobias, people. <laughs> Shannon is a plant murderer, Amy. Yeah, I mean, Shannon has dead plants in her house all the time. That's the problem. She can't keep plants alive. No flowers, veggies, or pretty plants in the yard. Everyone in my family has the magic touch with gardens, and I just kill everything. Me too. I have cactus. I've gotten like succulents, like like little cactuses. I have a couple of those around my house. Those I can keep alive. <laughs> they don't want water. They reject it that, so they can stay alive. 
I now have a Chia Yoda that one of my children got for Christmas. Nice. I successfully made a Chia pet grow, but I don't keep live plants in my house. So I don't know from this. Every once in a while we get cut flowers and put them out. But And my garden is medium. It's mediocre. It's not great, but it's not terrible. I just don't like that kind of work. Like that's not my idea of fun, going out and taking care of a garden. Which, right, it's a creative act. And if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Not my thing. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more things that totally annoy ourselves. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Amy, let's start with Gina. I do this exact same thing. Stopping the microwave. I have zero patience and therefore insist on stopping the microwave even when it has 1.09 seconds left. (laughs) But I do it because I don't like the beeping sound. beeping sound. The greatest thing that ever happened to me was when alarms became like anything but like I cannot stand that sound of an alarm going off. Mm -hmm. But I think Gina is just very impatient for whatever she is heating up. And she's like, all right. Let's just call it. But I do this with the toaster. It drives my husband crazy. I go to toast a piece of toast and then I pop it up because I'm like, it must be done by now. You quietly pop it up before the loud pop up? No, I just pop it up because I really want toast. Okay. (laughs) And so I pop it up like 10 times. Mm -hmm. If I would just leave it, it would be done faster. But I pop it up to be like, isn't it done? I really want my toast. And then it takes probably three times as long because I've interrupted the cycle. I was watching TV with my daughter and we were boiling water for tea. And she got very agitated when the water was like about to boil, like the sort of, you know, gathering steam sound that happened. She's like, the water's about to boil. Like it was a, but to get it, like we needed to get it off before it started to whistle to let us know it was ready, that that was something that had to be beaten with like... I don't know, survivor being thrown off the island level stakes. Yeah. If we didn't get to it before it whistled. So I think she shares this annoying trait. I know we're not doing things we can't live without, but I I must interrupt and say, I had a tea kettle that I loved and my husband one day left it on the burner and I think like went to the store. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You told us about this. Yes. He murdered my tea kettle. Yes. He's paid the price. To make up for his crimes, he bought me an electric tea kettle and I have to say it's a game changer. I don't think I'm ever going back again. You press a button and like 60 seconds later you have boiling hot water. It's a miracle. And it doesn't whistle. It's just there for you. 
No, it's just like, do you want hot water right now? I will do that for you. <laughs> and I have to say, I love it. Could it all be that simple? We have a lot of things in the kind of general OCD category. Yeah, yeah. Rachel can only turn one way when pulling out of a parking spot. Okay. <laughs> That's annoying, Rachel. <laughs> If the exit's the other way, I'm pretty annoyed. I am borderline crippled by OCD. Like, I have so many stupid rituals and stuff that I have to do. I'm working on it, but it's not going great. And this is the kind of thing. I remember being a not a kid, but maybe a teenager and like talking to my cousins and being like, I can only do things in eights. I can only do. And like one of my other cousins was like, me too. And it was like that thing of I am not an alien from outer space. I've This is something people do. But I have about a million of these. Nicole can only do things in multiples of eight. Stir the batter, shake salad dressing, walk up the stairs. Uh-huh. Do you have any of this stuff? I don't identify, but I definitely have a family member who wants the remote control volume to be turned up and down only in multiples of five. Like don't turn it up to 12. It has to be 15 or 10 uh yes and like that's annoying but okay no 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 i mean that's exactly (laughs) how i have you know on my exercise bike it's like it has to be even if it's too hard it has to be at 42 it can't be at 41 like it's insane Mm -hmm. it's insane Mm -hmm. nissa says she counts the stairs when climbing them i don't know if it's annoying so much as kind of odd it's annoying if you do it out loud yeah but it's annoying to yourself yeah. oh that's right we're annoying ourselves with these things that's right no no no. it's annoying to yourself because you're like why can i only eat things in bites of four it's just weird courtney can only start tasks on 15 minute increments then she gets annoyed with herself when she misses the time and then i guess you have to wait 14 minutes that does seem like a, a waste of time sometimes it helps me because I have a lot of trouble getting out of bed in the morning, especially in the wintertime. You know, I'm just cozed down like a little, you know, nesting animal. And then, I mean, on school days, I have to get up because, you know, we have to get the kids out. But even on Saturdays, sometimes, like, the kids are playing video games. My husband's reading a book. Like, where do I have to be? But I don't like to lie in bed for an hour in the morning because it just, I don't know. I don't like to start my day that way. Because then it's two. Yep. You know, it just feels gross. But I will have the thing of like, I have to get out of bed at a 15 minute interval. You know, I just have a lot of number stuff that drives me crazy. Karen says, I load the kids in the car and then go back in the house for one thing, only to get distracted by 10 other things I also forgot to do. My mom used to tell us to go get in the car and then take forever to come out. I'm repeating the cycle. (laughs) Yeah. Hard to break that cycle. Really hard to break that cycle. And also, especially, we were just talking about when it gets easier. And one thing we didn't really cover on that episode was the thing of like, when you don't have to bring 40 things to go somewhere, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you remember flying? I mean, I had three kids in diapers at some point flying. I mean, I was like a pack mule with the diaper bag and the formula. The six different outfits, the wipes, because if something goes wrong, like there's no room for error. Like you have to have a military grade kit with you in for every possible scenario. Mm -hmm. Now we just get in the car, you know, it's so nice. But I have no judgment for the mom who's going back in the house a million times. I mean, we just this morning we're going, you forgot your form that shows your temperature. I mean, it's crazy. That's been very hard. I find with my kids are all in school, out of school. Now it's closed. Now it's back. Right. And that like when they haven't been in school for a couple of weeks and then they start again to leave with their shoes and don't forget your belt or you get a demerit and don't forget your slip and don't forget your lunch. And it's become so insurmountably hard all over again. I will say I know we're not giving advice, but I last night. I sat down with one of my guys who it's always the frenzy in the morning. Like he's, you know, the kid with like the the cartoon of him is like papers flying in the air all around his head and went through his entire backpack and I made folders like, okay, this is your folder for your art paperwork. And also he normally would have a locker, but they're not allowing lockers this year. Mm -hmm. And so he's carrying all this stuff back and forth. His backpack has had every piece of paper he's been handed since September in it in just a jumble, you know? Yeah. We went through it all. We sorted into folders and then we pared it down and pared it down until he had four folders, his spiral notebook. And I made him a little chart for the wall by the door that he's got to fill in. I made it like uh, rectangles. So he fills them in until it's a solid line and then he can leave. He got really into it. We'll see how long it lasted. But I was like, that was worth that thing of taking half an hour to do it and saving ourselves every single morning, just being like, which of these eight billion pieces of floating paper do you think you'll need? And then he would get to school, have the wrong one, get in trouble and be upset, you know, nightmare. Nightmare. Sounds familiar. Let's talk about inertia. 
Kate says, I'll sit down in front of the TV or computer while my twins are napping with the intention of just being there 15 minutes while I eat lunch, then getting up and going, doing what I have to do. Almost always, I end up getting sucked into whatever show I'm watching or whatever I'm doing and lose all energy and motivation. I mean, Kate, same. She says, I think it's probably fine to do some days, but I prefer to do it intentionally. And I think that's the problem. Right. That's right. It's relaxation that doesn't feel like relaxation because you're wasting your relaxation time mad at yourself. You're not doing stuff instead of being like, now I do stuff and now I'm just watching TV. Yeah. And for me, like sitting hunched over my phone and doom scrolling Twitter is not actually relaxing. Like it doesn't actually give me that good feeling that like stretching for 10 minutes or something would. And that's where the inertia part plays into it. We recently, my dad moved and he gave us two lazy boy recliners. And my husband and I joked that like, we're going to get trapped in them. Like we're going to be those people who grow into them because they just meld to you like you just they graft to your skin yeah and it is the kind of thing they're so comfortable your body just sinks in them and you're like this is paradise it's like being cradled by a lover i don't know it's amazing and why are they so ugly right these are not that ugly they're kind of they're like what do you call it like hidden lazy boys like they look like regular leather chairs <laughs> Stealth recliner, uh-huh. They look like kind of nice leather chairs, and then you pop them out into Lazy Boy. So they're not like the giant overstuffed kind, but they're super comfortable. And then we have them in front of our fireplace. And when the fire is going, you're like, one of the kids could need to go to the hospital. And we would just be like, you have to go. I'm too cozy. <laughs> we are stuck in these things. <laughs> Kelly says, and I love this one. This is so I mean. love this one, too. I save old clothes and call them my gardening clothes, knowing they are too ugly, even for yard work. I have three bins of gardening close. Yep. This problem, who annoys themselves out there? Raise your hand unless you're driving with the like, I will use this someday for some other great purpose. My spouse did not grow up during the Great Depression, but he has this like, he calls them knocking around clothes. I don't know where that term came from, but we don't garden. Is your spouse 140? Knocking around. He's like, I saved this for knocking around. Like, no, throw out the knocking around clothes. Now that's your knocking around. He's like, I'm going to knock around. See, that's what I'm going to do today. Knocking around, I'm on knocking around clothes. He's got like 18 knocking around t-shirts, like throw away 11 of those and that yeah like you need to move things further down the pipeline I feel this just throw it out or give it away yeah I mean I just think the aspirational the aspirational maybe else to use this yeah this is the meme of I wish I was the person I thought I was when I bought all this organic produce like it's like everyone thinks they're the person who's going to use miso paste when they get home from the grocery store. Yeah. And then everyone is the person who throws miso paste away at some point. Like it's like when it expires. Yeah. I have found that is something I've gotten a little better at. Like if I ever refit in these jeans, I'll rebuy them when I'm skinny. How about that? Because I'm not going to just buy stuff or keep stuff that is useless you know the clothes where i'm like i'm gonna repair this i'm not gonna repair it spoiler alert <laughs> let's move into the category of social awkwardness because there's a lot of social awkward out there amy oh i so annoy myself with my social awkwardness i know nicole says i feel i said too much or too little or said the wrong things when she's out socializing and let me tell you we don't go out anymore so that solved it but every single time my <laughs> husband and i came home i'm like did i talk too much and he's like no, but he's like, yes, you definitely talked too much. It was awkward. <laughs> Melissa says silence makes her uncomfortable. So she ends up oversharing or saying something she wishes she hadn't because there was a break in the conversation. This is my whole life. It's like going and being like, whoa. And I, you know, like to be the life of the party and always think I'm hilarious. And whoa, the many nights of regrets I have spent being like, I think. I think I let that joke go on about 10 times too long. And I was like loud and obnoxious. Don't invite me to parties. I'm a very loud and obnoxious <laughs> party guest. And a couple drinks. And let me tell you, it doesn't help. Brittany says that she sometimes forgets to greet people. I just drive right into whatever conversation has been going on in my head for the past six minutes. Would offering a simple hello, how are you as a conversation precursor kill me? Apparently it would. Hashtag working on this. Yeah, I feel this. I feel this. I feel like I have like that double Dutch thing of like people are talking and I want to talk to them. And do I do it? How about now? I have that. 
I just want to put in everyone's path, including my own, that this is the my ex-boyfriend's advice. You would be so much happier if you realized how rarely anyone else ever thought of you. Like very, very few people go home and are like, did you notice how weird Amy was being at the party? I mean, they really don't. They're busy being weird themselves. Everyone feels this way and like make some good friends and they get that you're weird. I mean, we went out to a fire pit the other night in our friend's backyard and I was explaining some quirk of my personality and the husband was like Meg if I had enough time to analyze this like I would get paid a million dollars like you're such a weirdo and I'm like I know but what can you do like your friends love you for being weirdos and people who don't know you they might just be like that person was weird but who cares you know I feel this one. Michelle says, I forget somebody's name about three seconds after they introduce themselves. I've tried repeating it out loud, making word associations. I can't do it. I have to meet someone like six times to consistently remember their name. I have to meet someone 60 times to remember their name. This is my Achilles heel, tragic flaw. Can never run for politics. I'm pretty good with names, but I'm terrible with faces. You know, like Brad Pitt has face blindness, but at least he's Brad Pitt. He's famous. (laughs) Amy, I did not know that Brad Pitt has face blindness. Like, I love that you said that like it's a universal. Universally accepted fact. You know, that podcast, Brad Pitt has face blindness. <laughs> you know, Brad Pitt, he has face blindness. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know a lot of things about Brad Pitt, too, but I did not know he has face blindness. Yes, Brad Pitt says that he forgets people's faces, and so people have to reintroduce themselves to him, and he's very embarrassed by that. But of course, he's Brad Pitt, so you would give him a little bit more leeway than me, but I remember names but not faces. It's something I am like working on. Like Michelle is trying to remember names. I'm like, I'm the opposite. I'm stuffing their face into my eyes so that I will remember them. Well, we're a good pair because I will always remember that I met someone before. But let me tell you, here's a good tip. Move to the phrase. It's great to see. Yep. It doesn't mean you can say it to someone you've never met or you can say because people definitely have that thing of and whatever. We've done a bunch of like local shows here with the podcast back in the day. So there's definitely people who have seen us on stage for 90 minutes and I've met them for one second. Like it's like we don't have the same amount of recognition of each other. I just go with it's great to see. Yeah. Because then they don't know because when you say it's nice to meet you often people will be like we've met and it is it's annoying. You know I Everyone knows people who like you've introduced yourself to them 10 times and you're like, there is like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And it's like, we know each other, you know, we have met before. Yeah. Just go with it's nice to see you. You'll never go wrong. All right. We'll be right back. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. 
And now, times you should maybe let people into your mess a little bit less. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Okay, so I know I was supposed to bring Rice Krispies for the bake sale tomorrow, but it turns out that my second grader needed a costume for the school play, which I had totally forgotten about, and he's supposed to be tree number three, and so all of a sudden I'm trying to find brown pants and a green shirt, and then I'm supposed to make like these leaves for the shirt, and I'm really not artistic at all, and the poor guy looks like the swamp thing and totally nothing at all like a tree, so I didn't have time to bake, so I just brought this box of cereal. I don't, I don't know. Maybe someone at the bake sale just really likes cereal? Dear Mrs. Smith, I apologize that Jacob showed up late for preschool this morning. I realized by the time he got there, the day was, you know, pretty much over. But Jacob decided this morning that he had a new thing where he just really doesn't want to wear pants. Like, ever. Not even to school. So that took a while to sort out. It's totally not acceptable. I get it. But he really did enjoy the 20 minutes he did get to spend in class before being asked to leave for taking off his pants. And I told him, no more taking off his pants in school, ever. I think he gets that now. So, so sorry that my car is a bit messy. I was not expecting to give anyone a ride home today. I know it smells like I'm transporting a bunch of dead animals in the trunk, but I swear I'm not. I'm not. My son just spilled a super-sized vanilla milkshake in the back seat on the way home from hockey practice last month, and the guy at the detailing place says that that smell is never coming out. Oh, I know. I look a mess. My bad. <laughs> Do you ever have one of those days where you're just like, you've got yesterday's makeup running down your face and your hair is like sticking up in every direction? And the idea of putting pants with the button on is just like, yeah, no thanks. So you just tell yourself, sorry, world, this is as good as it's going to get today. And then you're like, these slippers kind of look like shoes, right? And then you just totally go for it and you just head out the door looking like a hot mess express. And you're just like, I guess everyone's just going to have to accept me for what I am today. Ma'am, that will be eighty-seven fifteen for these groceries. Oh. Oh, no. Totally my bad. I think I might have forgot my wallet. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely don't have it. This has been Times You Should Maybe Let People Into Your Mess A Little Bit Less. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Melanie says, I get a song stuck in my head that I only know one line to, like Real Love by Mary J. Blige from the Target commercial. I have Uh sound uh Real Love. I'm searching for that Real Love 500 times today. Yeah. And I definitely know this feeling and I have it as well. Song stuck in your head. Oh, it's the greatest path to self-annoyance. You know what I do that I annoy myself and certainly my family members? I can't even explain why I do this, but I've always done this. I sing the next lyric that's going to be in the song, like, but a little bit before. Like, I, like, beat the clock a little bit with it. Oh, that is extremely annoying. Yeah, like, I sing, like, the first song or the second verse while it's still the music between the chorus and the second verse. And they're like, why do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I do that. We, I mean, when you have five people... In a pandemic stuck together, the rules around who is allowed to sing what get really strict really fast. Sure. My husband sings in harmony to songs. Unacceptable. I have tried to break it to him that that is like basically a capital offense. (laughs) And like he will be stripped of his place in our family and ejected. But is it existing harmony or is he like just sort of freelancing? He's going in new directions. He's freelancing. Yeah. (laughs) He's just getting his harmony on. Unacceptable. But my kids in the car, they get very annoyed when anyone sings along, which I agree. It can be very, very annoying. Like listening to someone else sing is a terrible experience, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess it is. But at the same time, when you're on a road trip, am I expected never to just catch a groove and sing? I'm looking for some real love. I don't know what to do with these kids. This is a classic. Anne-Marie says she puts her coffee in the microwave to heat it and then forgets about it and finds it hours later when she opens the microwave again. I committed to the mug. Did you commit to the mug for Christmas? No, the like e mug. No, but it- we talked about it for our Christmas episode. It was super secret things we can't live without. I'll put the link in the show notes. I was talking about this mug that's like an e-mug that heats up and it keeps your coffee to the same temperature all day. And I will say... It was much more expensive than I thought it was going to be. I think I said it was like 70 bucks. It was twice that probably. It was stupid expensive. But then by that point, of course, I had like 
crossed it off my husband's list as the thing I was going to get him. So I was like, I guess I'm paying it twice as much for it now because I'm not going to think of something else. And I had it shipped to our old house by accident because I was using an old Target account. So anyway, it was a bit of a flaw of a gift. But let me tell you, my husband now has it. He loves it. And the big thing he was saying is it's cutting down on how much coffee he drinks because his one cup of coffee stays hot all day. So he was drinking like two thirds of four cups of coffee. And now he sips on one cup of coffee all day and he's he likes it much better. Michelle overestimates the level of energy she has. <laughs> Making grandiose plans on crafts and activities with the kids, followed by deep cleaning and exercise while they nap. Just setting myself up for failure. Yeah, that sounds familiar. We call this the Florida experience in our house. Like we, my dad lives in Florida and usually we go there for a week after Christmas every year. And every year without fail, My husband and I are like, let's sit down one more in Florida. We'll make a budget. I have these seven books I'm going to read. I'm going to completely revise and revamp the system. We do this for the podcast. Like I make a list of 45 things as if I'm going to, I don't know. I always just think that Florida is a magical land where I have all the time in the world to do all of the things. And do you know what I do when I get to Florida? I start drinking at 11 in the morning and I sit in the lawn chair all day. Like, what am I doing? But every year I fall for the Florida trap. You know, and then but you don't spend your time in the chair with your rosé being like, shoot, I have so much I'm supposed to do today. You need to have your do things times and your not do things times and just be honest with yourself. Don't annoy yourself. Yeah, but I, that's never going to happen, too. Like, I'm never going to be honest. I will live the rest of my life being like, gosh, when I'm in Florida, I'll write those thank you notes. It's not going to happen, but obviously some part of my brain is comforted by thinking I will do those things. Jennifer, I feel this one. I look at the instructions in the package of something, then throw the package away. Two seconds later, I have forgotten what I'm supposed to do, so I have to, to get out of the garbage to reread the instructions. Absolutely. And I will say I can take this a step further. I mean, cooking instructions, yes, doing it all the time. But I have finally accepted that I am a person who cannot extrapolate information off of written instructions. I have to give them to my husband and get him to explain. board games. You know, we just got this new game for Christmas that looks really fun. But I have to wait until my husband can read the instructions and explain to me how to play because it's one of those like the first player turns the I cannot do it. I can never read instructions. I have to watch a YouTube video or something. I cannot do it. I was going to say there were really good YouTube instructional videos these days about board games because we got some complicated board games for Christmas. And there was one that actually had like, here's the three minute how to play and here's the 20 minute how to play. And we watched them both. Yeah. Videos are better for a lot of things. I'm missing that part of my brain. YouTube taught me how to get a watermark out of a coffee table recently, like a nice like dark wood coffee table got a, you know, cup mark like water stain in it. I would think that was ruined. No, let me tell you. White towel, hot iron, just came right up. Look at you. Thank you, YouTube. I know. That one's free, everybody. Thank you, YouTube. We're also on YouTube. What Fresh Hell Podcast, the YouTube. Go check us out. We're not helpful, but we're hopefully funny. Magdalena, she can't get to the post office. She packs gifts, hand-me-down items for her niece, anything I need to physically ship, seal them, address them, then let them sit in my trunk for six weeks before I go to the post office. But that's nice for your packages. They get a little tour of the town. They get to hang out for a while. Who needs to rush them to the post office? I do find that, like, I can, like, move 400 sacks of wood in my backyard to where they need to be, but I cannot fill my car with gas. Like, that errand to me is torture. And the post office is the same way. Those small, annoying errands... I just can't face them for some reason. They involve human contact. I'm talking before the pandemic. It's not even like I don't want to be around people. It's like the post office is the worst of all the errands. (laughs) Horrible. Barbara is a person after my own heart. Forgets her lists. Where I put them, if I have the list with me, I always manage to drop it or leave it on the shelf when I'm looking for things. Maddening. If I've gone to a store 400 times in the last year, I've forgotten my list 379 times. Yep. Always. This is what my husband does. If he goes to the grocery store, he makes a list and then leaves the list home. Yep. But you know what? My husband, thank God, has the same Achilles heel because one of us will, we keep, as you know, a whiteboard. So the list is on the whiteboard. So one of us will just call home and be like, I need a picture of the whiteboard. (laughs) Sounds like you solved it. (laughs) Yeah, we did kind of, you got to have workarounds for these things. Let me tell you, when you get to a certain age, you're just like, this is not fixable. This can't be fixed. And so I'm not going to beat my head against this forever. I'm just going to call it. Jennifer says she overestimates her ability to carry things and I inevitably enter and exit my car awkwardly. (laughs) 
Zero grace. Yeah. I blame my past career as a teacher, Jennifer says. We're notorious pack mules. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody has that thing, right? Of like, I can make this in one trip. I can do these 10 grocery bags in one trip. Yep. Did your family have the expression lazy man slowed? No. What's that? Oh, that's the lazy man's load is when you take 400 grocery bags and drop them all as opposed, I mean, you don't even have to drop them, but like trying to take too much stuff in one trip is called the lazy man's load. And that was always like a, I was always critique when I was growing up. Like, oh, Meg's got her lazy man's load. It sounds like an Aesop's fable. Like one day. <laughs> exactly. The lazy man tried to take all of the packages and ruin and the village starved. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Lindsay is absent-minded. I am busy with a task in one room then I realized I need something related to that task in a different room I probably had to get the item but once I entered in the next room I completely forgot what I'm looking for or why I needed it yep I feel you Lindsay you're annoying and so am I yeah this doesn't get better by the way with age this does not get better no Jillian is extremely forgetful Anna Lynn makes a to-do list from the night before the next morning I look at it and I feel something along the lines of why is this jerk trying to kill my spontaneity you can't control me wow Oh, that is another Achilles heel of mine of like fun Meg doesn't want to do the things that work Meg wants. You know what I mean? I'm always like I have the two sides of my personality then and I'm just like fun me is always just like stop being such a drag with these to do lists. Like let's just read Twitter and the lazy boy. You know, I mean, I definitely have this internal battle. That is not me. I'm a little bit annoying to myself with the other way. You're working me all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm like make list and like, you jerk, you only did 12 things and you had 14 on here. It's like, well, it's 12 hours after you started. Maybe you can let yourself go a little bit. Nope. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's a very different. I mean, it's two sides of the same crazy, but it's just, you know, it's a different side of crazy. At least I'm not Alexa who only refills the Brita 47% of the time and just leaves it empty and then she wants water and then she has to wait for it. Oh, I'm like 12% of the time. <laughs> We've got a lot of people who leave their cabinets open. This seems to be a huge problem for Jordan, Gina, Karen, Jillian, and Jordan. Oh, Jordan must have <laughs> replied again. She does it twice. She hates herself so much. This is a weird OCD thing with me. I can't stand when a cabinet is open. So like my husband and I will be talking. And I'm like, can you shut that cabinet behind you before we keep talking? Like, I can't stand the sight of an open cabinet. But I am the world's, I've said this before, I am the world's messiest cook. Every single thing gets used. I mean, it's insane. Thank God I cook and my husband does the dishes. Thank God he's an angel. Because I mean, I cook like a tornado has come through. And then he has to clean it up? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to, but that's sort of the deal. That's the rule? Well, as I've said before, one thing that I think I've really improved my life by doing is having very clear work delineations in the household. My husband and I don't have a lot of conflict anymore because like, I'm in charge of the dining room and living room. You're in charge of the kitchen and the playroom. I do our bedroom. You know, I don't know. We have our spheres and that works really nicely for Zone defense. We're all zone defense and... um it's yeah, it works for us. Let's go with a hilariously weird and sideways one. Laura is a <laughs> loose cap twister. I twist the caps onto things really loosely. For example, a jar of peanut butter. I will set it back in the cupboard with the lid on it so it looks normal. But the next time my husband and I go to pick it up by the lid, the entire jar of peanut butter falls. Oh. A loose lid twister. A toucher. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. I mean, that's a weird one. I would be annoyed if I did that. <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> right. To rap, I think that that would be annoying for me. Yeah, yeah. To me. My kids are extreme. I know. I get the point is we're only supposed to be talking about ourselves, but the people in my life are very annoying, Amy. I'm sorry. My kids are big on putting things back on a shelf, but like two thirds of the package is still off the shelf. Mm. It's cantilevered. It's kind of... <laughs> well, they, we store a lot of stuff on our refrigerator top because it's just a good place to put stuff. And I'm constantly being struck in the head by like chips mm. and white cookies because they just, they don't put it on the shelf. They put it adjacent to the shelf with most <laughs> of it is still off the shelf. Right. It physically relates to the shelf. It reminds me of our old acting classes, right? Like relate in some physical way to the shelf. It's up to you how you do it. Chips Ahoy, just kind of hang. Yeah, no, it's your choice. Your choice. Let's finish strong with something incredibly random, Amy. Let's go with people who don't know their right from their left. Oh, this is me. I have to do the R and the, like, the backwards L and the forwards L sometimes to check. I have broken this. I remember doing it really late. And I remember my mom being completely appalled that I was like a 17-year-old still holding up my L. But 
I've got it now. I've got it. I've mastered left and right. Next up, Amy, multiplication tables. <laughs> I don't know. I'm old and I finally just got the hang of it. Like left and right. I get it. And I can even do like stage right, stage left. I can do the mirroring of left and right. I'm pretty good. Your left is my right. I get it. I'm all in. You know, I think the takeaway is that you get to be the old age that we are, uh, not knowing our right from our left, making lists and leaving them home, and putting the jars on too loosely. Like, we make it. We do it anyway. Despite all of our annoying things we do to ourselves, we make it through. And we accept the things we cannot change, Amy. We really do. We're like, yeah, that's annoying, but that's me. Sorry, guys. It's just me. All right, come out to our Facebook page and tell us what you are doing to annoy yourself. Facebook.com forward slash What Fresh Hellcast. And you know you can find us on social anywhere by Googling What Fresh Hell Podcast. We're on Twitter, TikTok, everywhere. Instagram, Twitter. I said Twitter twice. Come on over. Pinterest. Pick something else, you know? And don't forget, please, leave us a rating or review. It really helps other people find our podcast. And we will talk to you next week, you annoying monsters. So long, everybody. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.